A good number of uh, our members are here uh, back from vacation. We have new guys here from uh, for the school, and I want to just uh, say thank you for being here. Uh, there's no better way to start your new year than to be here on the first Sunday worshiping God, and um, that's that's what we should be doing. I think it's also a privilege to be here when uh, men are appointed uh, in service to God. Um, you know, there's uh, you, you read the Bible and you look at these churches that existed in the first century, and one of the things that come to mind, and maybe we don't ask ourselves this enough, but one of the things that comes to mind is, where are those churches today? I mean, the great churches that existed in times past that the Bible writes about, that they had faithful members and, and uh, you know, you read about them in the Bible, and they're not here today. Somewhere along the way, through the centuries, somebody dropped the ball. There was a warning given in Acts 20 to uh, the leaders of the church at Ephesus that even among them themselves... There would be some who would lead people astray. There has to be great care given to the leadership of a church. And I don't know what the future holds for the Carnes congregation. I wish I could see the future, but I can't. But I'd like to know that 200 years from now, there will still be a church that meets and gathers in Carnes. And, and if that is to happen, that'll happen because of men who have stepped up and accepted responsibility that God uh, has asked them to shoulder and to bear. Um, you know, the guys that were put before us today, uh, Dave and, and Jinx and, and uh, John, they're, they're men um, who haven't come before us today and said, give us some responsibility and we'll show you how we can serve. These guys are men who have been serving uh, above and beyond, and therefore, consequently, as a congregation, you have uh, bestowed upon them this uh, responsibility of serving God in this capacity. So we look forward uh, to their service, their added service in areas that we haven't already, uh, you know, had under uh, the work or oversight of one of these men. And there's much, much still to do. I'm I'm hopeful for 2014. The things that uh, we can accomplish in the year ahead of us, um, it's encouraging, it's exciting to see what may just be around the corner. Uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be talking about some of our plans. Uh, the work plan will be handed out to show you some of the works that we've been involved in. We'll look at some of the goals that we've reached last year and some of the goals that we're setting for this year and uh, talk about some theme things that we want to keep before us throughout uh, the remainder of, of this year. But for this morning, I'd like for us to open your Bible, if you have your Bible with you, open it to Psalm 119. And I want you to look at verses 59 and 60. Now, I will say this. Because of the uh, service, the installation of uh, the deacons this morning, I did decide to cut my sermon down uh, in, in length. It's going to be a shorter sermon today. That, I want you to know, is not one of my New Year's resolutions. So, just so that you have that understood and don't think, wow, 2014 is going to be great. Um, that's not what I'm doing here. All right. In, um, 
In Psalm 119, beginning in verse 59, the text says, I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. You might sum that passage up in just a couple words. Those words could be think and do better. That's what the psalmist is saying he's going to do. And what what a theme to contemplate as we begin the new year. You know, the new year is full of resolutions. We, we you know, get past the end and we look past and say, well, there are things I didn't do. There are things I, I want to do better at certain things. And, and so we have all kind of rev, rev, uh, resolutions. Some uh, petty, some are more noble and more important than others. But as we make those resolutions, whether they be petty or whether they be, you know, rather large and life-changing, I want to share with you this morning a framework in which you get those things done. You know, we all make resolutions and probably we've all, you know, found ourselves, uh, you know, I didn't do that. It didn't take me but a day to break that one. And, uh, you know, we, we often just give up after a short period of time. That's one of the reasons why the book of Genesis and the book of Matthew are the two most familiar books of the Bible, because everybody has these resolutions. They're going to read the Bible, and some say they're going to read the whole Bible, and they start in Genesis before they quit. And some say, well, I'm going to read the New Testament this year, and they start in Matthew and read most of it before they quit. And so those two books are very well known. What I want us to do today is to look at a framework found right here in these passages. Three suggestions that will help us to fulfill what resolutions really, the ones that really matter. And here's what he says in, in, um, to begin with. Uh, read the verses with me again. I thought about my ways and I turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Three points, and the lesson will be yours. The framework is this. Number one, begin with self-examination. You want to make something of your life. You want to do something productive with your life. You want to do better. You want to live better this year than you have last year. Start with self-examination. Psalm 119 and verse 59 I thought about my ways, not about your ways. I didn't sit back and pick your life apart. I I didn't go through trying to figure out where other people need to do better. I thought about my ways, the psalmist says, and we need to do that. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5 that we need to examine ourselves and, and see whether we're in the faith. Self-examination is critical. We, we need to do that sometimes. We, we need to realize that um, I'm not immune to being led astray. I'm not immune to, to just drifting off into lethargy. I, I want to make sure that I am who I want to be. More importantly, I am who the Lord wants me to be. I, I told you this before, but I worked at a brickyard one summer. 
And uh, we, we, we were building a dock right there on the Ohio River, and we would get out in a boat and, and eat our lunch. And one day we forgot to take the little anchor out there with us, and, and, but we were just in this little rowboat, and we were having lunch. And, and before we knew it, we said, well, we better, we better go back on in, and it's about our lunch hour's about over. And we were about a mile down a river from, um, you know, where we were working. And we had to row back up against the, the current and get to... because And we didn't mean to do that. It just happened without our notice. And I think that's what happens to a lot of Christians. They don't mean to let distance come between them and God. They're just not careful. They haven't done self examination, self-evaluation, and they've allowed distance to come between them that they have not really even realized. But when we stop and take inventory, we might see, oh, I'm, I'm drifting. I'm not where I used to be. I've let some things get in my way, and, and folks, we need to examine ourselves. Psalm 90 verses 10 through 12, says, teach me to number my days. That's good advice. And the reason is, he says, well, you know, here's the the deal. We, We have about 70 years. And if by strength we live another 10 years, um, we might make it to 80, but uh, those days are filled with hardship. It's not easy getting older. Teach us to number our days. We need to think about that. We're not going to live forever. You know, I've been preaching for 30 years, and just about every year I have stood in the pulpit on the first Sunday of the year, and I've made this statement, and it has yet to fail. And in an assembly of this size, I don't think there's going to be an exception to it this year. There may be. I hope so. But somebody listening to me today will not be here this Sunday a year from now. Who's that going to be? Well, we have no idea. Um, You know, when I started 2014, I would have never, it never crossed my mind that my dad would not be here today. But in, in September, he died suddenly. I never would have thought that, but it happens. And so I need to teach myself to number my days. I'm not going to be here forever. What do I want to do with my life? Who do I want to be? How do I want to improve? How do I want to go and face the Lord having done what? What what do I want done with my life when I face the Lord? Self-evaluation. If you want to make a good resolution... Start by giving consideration with who you are. Second thing is appeal to the proper source. Look at what this man said. I thought about my ways and I turned my feet to your testimonies. He turned to the proper source, the Lord's testimonies. That's the problem with our society today is nobody is following the standard or they have their own standards and and they're measuring their conduct by their own standards that they create or somebody else has created and it, it produces immoral behavior. 
the bar has been so lowered in our society today because no one's turning their feet to the Lord's testimonies. We need to get back to that. What good does it do to reform your life if you don't reform it in harmony with the will of God? People can make all kinds of changes in their life, but if those changes don't reflect the will of God, those changes are useless. They're meaningless. I want each of us to give thought, here's where I am. Here's where I am today. It's January the 5th. 2014. And here's where I stand in the eyes of God. I want us to get a good look at ourselves and to know what God sees. Not what we can put our Sunday go to meeting clothes on and look really sharp, you know, and people think, man, that guy has it together. That woman is the most spirit. But God knows. He sees behind the masks. He knows who we really are, and so do we. Well, As you stand there, sit there, knowing who you really are, do you need to return to the Lord's standards? Are there things in your life that are out of kilter? Is it your speech? Is it your attitude? Is it your actions? Are they your priorities? If something's out of whack, compare it to the standard of God's testimony and return to it. And then here's the third thing. Do it now. Respond without delay. Look at what he says. When he saw, when he did this self-examination, then he saw where he needed to make change, so he turned his feet to the testimonies, and he did it in September. No, I made haste, and I did not delay to keep your commandments. I've said this time and time again. But, you know, the sun is going to rise on us for the very last time. There will be a day that will be your last day. And you'll see the sunset for the last time. There will be a day when you tell your children you love them for the very last time. There will be a day when you go to work for the very last time. There will be a day when you pillow your head at night and it will be for the very last time. I wish I knew, well, no, I don't either. I don't think I'd deal too well with that. Um, But none of us know. We don't know when that day is going to be. So it's incumbent upon us to make haste. Don't delay. It, It makes me sick, literally, to think of people who have known the truth and they have... They've put off. They have every intent. They're not God-hating people. They just have other priorities that have taken their focus away from God at this point in their life. And they fully well intend to someday come back and get right and do right. And they die before that day ever comes back. I can't imagine what it would be like to have died knowing but not doing, procrastinating. It's like the foolish man in the book of Luke where the Lord says, thou fool. You know, you had all this stuff, but you weren't prepared to meet your God. Make haste. 
I want you this morning, in a minute, we're going to sing a song of encouragement, a song of invitation, the words of which are to encourage you to respond to Jesus. And and if there's something in your life that is amiss, then make it right. If you've never yet surrendered your life to Jesus and been baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, this is the time to do it. Give yourself time to evaluate. Where, Where do you stand? I want all of us to ask ourselves that this is the new year. What better time than now? Uh, Every day is the perfect day to make yourself right. But man, this is the new year. This is what we do at this time of the year. If your life is not where you want it to be, think about it. Compare it to what the will of God is, the testimony of God. And if you see that there's a discrepancy, fix it today, before you leave. Micah chapter 7 verse 18 says, we serve a God who delights in mercy. He passes over the transgressions of the remnant of his people, and it makes Micah wonder, who is a God like you? How can you be so merciful to us? I don't know. It's that love of God that transcends my understanding, but he is. He loves me. He wants me to be saved. And if I find myself lost, unsaved, unsure of my standing, make it right today. Right here's the framework in which to do it. Think and do better. If you find yourself in need of doing those two things, Won't you come as we stand together and sing this song? Thank uh-huh.